0: We Are Nation podcast, reports, and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. A double reverse pass here, throwback, Dusty. Going to read. Good call. That Landers lets it go. Right open to one. Mathis and a touchdown. Molly McGrath. from Landers back to the freshman quarterback, Mathis. This is the International We Are Dog Nation podcast and today is April 4th, 2020 and it is a special day on the We Are Dog Nation podcast because today marks two years to the day I started this podcast, talking about Georgia football and let me tell you before I go any further with all my heart, I thank you I appreciate you. Um, this podcast is played in 10 different countries and close to 100 folks per episode listen to this podcast. So I really, really, really appreciate it so, so very much. A podcast that started for me, I just want to talk about Jordan football and get it out there because I was not ashamed to say, hey, our dogs are going a very positive direction. It's only a matter of time before we become national champions yet again. There's some great things that come, come under Kirby Smart, despite what has not happened in the past 40 years. I still see it. I still believe it. And just to put it on record, when someone says, oh, well, you know, now you believe when it does happen. No, I said it years ago before it happened. So I just really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast here on a regular basis. It's been a while. It's been a couple months since I did a podcast. Got kind of caught up to work and busy, all the type of stuff, but Uh, Hey, I'm back, and hopefully I'll be doing the podcast every two weeks, especially now during this time, unfortunately, uh, with the COVID-19. And I'm praying that all your family stay safe and stay healthy and uh, just take care of yourselves out there, and we'll get through this. But you know what? Uh, It's through this, no sports going on. And like I said, day is April 4th, and it was supposed to be two weeks from today. We're supposed to be down in Athens, Georgia, 93,000 strong, strong, and chat and go dogs. All excited because I don't know about for you, but for me, I was really excited about this uh, G day game because excuse <coughs> me, this is the first time since like 2010 when we had Aaron Murray and Zach Mettenberger competing for a starting job. You know, before then we had somebody who was there the year before, maybe a fifth year senior taking over. You know, you always knew who was coming in doing what. But this is a situation where we didn't know. I understand we got Jamie Newman. And, like, probably like many of you, when I heard about Jamie Newman Newman being uh, a graduate transfer, come over to Georgia, I thought, oh man, we got our quarterback now. Then I thought about it. I thought about it. Hold on a second. Maybe not. Not so fast, my friend. Play it one more time. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. In the, in the words of Lee Corso, I had to think about it for a second before I just say, hey, Jamie Newman, he's our starting quarterback. Whoa. 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 Because Jamie Newman can't wait for us. You know, I you know, research on him. I saw his highlights, but then again, those are highlights. Highlights are just what they are. They show the good part. They don't show the bad part. They don't show the part where you messed up. They don't show the part where you threw interceptions and fumbles and you, and you made a bad read. You made a bad throw. You made bad decisions. They don't show that. So I decided to go back and look at some wait forward games from beginning to end. The first game I looked at was the Utah State game. First game of the season. And he had a couple fumbles there. One fumble was callback, but it's okay. You gotta take better care of the ball. He has a good arm, but the plays that they were running away for was was a rompio, PO and it was delayed. And so you can't have a slow developing play in the SEC and be successful. You're gonna get you, you, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work, you're gonna get hit in the mouth. And so uh, his running ability. A lot of times his running ability he ran up the middle, ran into a crowd. I didn't see... Yeah, he's quick. He's elusive. But I didn't really see that dynamic where it's like he's going to take off a 20 yards. He's going to take off a 15 yards. First down here, first down there. I didn't see that. Not against good competition. Now I looked up the game between Wake Forest and Clemson. I didn't see much about that. And I looked up the ball game. He did pretty good. So... At the same time, I'm like, okay, it could be like how Lawrence Cager was. Lawrence Cager was, you know, at Miami and wasn't much said about him. You know, good height, good size, or whatever. But nothing really stood out about him in Miami. But he comes to Georgia with better talent, better quarterback, better leadership. And he becomes, until George Pickett comes to his own, he becomes our go-to receiver. I mean, he was monster, monsters in that Florida game. 137 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he was a big deal. And so, we could have the exact same effect with a new assistant on the time Monkey and Kirby evolving and letting more things happen in the new offense and pushing and going forward. Jamie Newman might be uh, that all-star. You know, I know there's a lot of Preseason hype around him being an early Heisman favorite. It's possible. I hope so. That'd be great if he if he, if he is a Heisman, uh favorite going into the season and stays that way, that means greater success for UGA. But at the same time, not so fast. I think DeWan Mathis is extremely talented. He's a he's a ten seven hundred yard guy, uh, 10, yard dash guy. He has a seventy yard arm. I looked at the spring game earlier from last year and he threw this ball on the money to Matt Landerson. Unfortunately, Matt Landers dropped it. But he threw it 50 yards on the money. I mean, perfect. He's very, he's very he's very good. And so now we got Dewan Masses is clear. There's no guarantee that's gonna say, hey, James is the guy. Because you gotta compete. And then you got a true freshman in Carson Beck who has a chip on his shoulder. And one thing that kind of grabbed my attention on Carson Beck is that I had a Obama fan tell me that he believed Carson Beck was starting in Georgia. He has the it factor. And I saw some, you know, him training and on Twitter, I'm like, you gotta get he you gotta you got some talent. And He's training four out of the five days a week. No, he's training five days a week now, even with the COVID nineteen going on. He's training five days a week now. He's throwing four days a week now. He's going to be the starter. His mindset, even though if Jake Fromm would have stayed there, his mindset still was, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to take Jake Fromm's position. And that's the type of mentality that you need to have in college football. You're going to be successful run the program and be and be their leader. So. To, know, to have that mentality and have that talent around, that would have been major to see at G-Day. Like, oh, man, no spring practice, no G-Day, but I did hear, and it's just rumors, it's just rumors right now that possible May or June have an apostle mini camp. Now, I don't know whether or not if, if this stuff gets cleared up. I don't know whether or not it's gonna be like a a sprint a scrimmage game that we can see, or they have a scrimmage game that we can just watch and record, put on put on, you know, YouTube for the fans. I don't care. Or whether or not, you know, we have a fan day, and not last year, but the, the years before that, for fan day, they had an open practice. So hopefully we'll see some of that. If not. If we don't see anything, and, it's, and I'm hoping that the season still goes strong and still takes off, we might not know nothing with our own eyes until September 7th, And which is, by the way, that Monday night, Labor Day weekend, that's the same, that we only, only only team playing, prime time, everybody else is done, and we are becoming a attraction. So that's major. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, a lot. So, we'll see. We'll see about that. So, moving on, moving on, moving on. I want to talk about Zamir White, AKA Zeus. In case you've been over rock, under a rock somewhere in college football, let me tell you about Zamir White. He was the number one runner back recruit in America. In 2018, his senior year in high school, in the playoffs, I want to say it was either late November or early December, he tore his ACL. Got healed up, got back, and he was at you know fall practice in August. Day one, tore his other ACL, and got healed up came back, as you see, last year. Played sparingly, but then took over, you know, full time in that bowl game. He did pretty good. And one thing about that bowl game that I really love seeing was the clip they showed, like right before the game. And the agility drill was Zeus beat James Cook, who's also a fast, in agility drill. I'm like, man, Zoo's looking good. Now, think about the knee injuries. You look at Todd Gurley, right? Towards ACL, cleared for the pros, went to the pros that first year. You know, did good. Then that second year really exploded. Look at Nick Chubb. Had major knee surgery, came back that following year, did good. Didn't look like the old Nick Chubb until the next following season. There's something about being two years removed from knee surgery. So come August of this, of this uh, year, it's gonna be two years removed from knee surgery for the White, white Who, word is, before everything got shut down and all season workouts, he'll, he'll look like his old self. Excuse me, that Zemele White shows up in Athens, Georgia. And God willing, that season, I'll see the kickoff in college football season night council. And you're talking about a new offense, Todd Monken, throwing the ball more, a little more spread out, which means you can't stack the box, which means you got to respect George Pickens and other new wide receivers that's doing their thing. And you got to respect potentially a door threat quarterback with a big time arm. Oh my God. With a de- oh my goodness. Mm. This offense has a chance of being fun. Very fun to watch. And with a defense is coming back, he's to be number one in the country. <coughs> that, excuse me, thought had me very, very, very excited. So, year two under Zeus, when he's what he's able to do. This might be because, you know, he gotta be three years from three three years removed from high school football. So he'll be a red shirt sophomore. This might be Zeus last year in the red and black. If he if he comes back to his old form the way he was, oh he's gonna <laughs> he might find himself not saying he'll get the high of the trophy, but he might find himself at least at the ceremony. So we'll see about that. A right. little old news. A little old news, but I thought it was funny. <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. A little old news. Everybody know by now, Scott Cochran is a UGA and special teams coach. I thought it was so hilarious to see the meltdown of these Bama fans, all oh, they just all lost their minds. Oh, they lost their minds. There's some of the stuff I read online. You know, Kirby did, stuff like Kirby didn't do this to help Georgia. He did it to hurt Alabama. One guy said, "Forget Kirby Smart." He ain't said forget. He said other word, but it's a family show. He said, "Forget Kirby Smart and everything Curry, and Forget everything Kirby uh, Smart stands for." and he's a cheater I mean they were salty 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 because they knew the impact this man had at Alabama all those years but here's the thing surprise 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 to no one surprise to no one Nick Saban shock alert is a jerk how so we all knew it. If you, if you follow college football closely, you all know Saban can be a jerk. Hard to work for. He was giving Scott Cochran a hard time and disowned him for no reason in front of everybody. This is somebody who's been with you since 2003. He was your strength coach when you won national championship at LSU in 2003. So what's that, 17 years? And this man has told you repeatedly about trying to get on the field with a coaching position and as much as there are turnovers with assistance and going on in Alabama you would think sometime in all those years Scott Cochran would have got a position but Nick Saban over and over and over and over again refused him, turned him away you, you stick doing this right here not to mention Scott Cochran has been involved in special teams in some way shape or form for years so this ain't, this, ain't, this ain't something new this is not something new and so we got nothing for you he sought out an NFL team and like three other college football teams to try to get a job as an on-field position coach. Call up Kirby, I got some for you. Come coach special teams. Now with Kirby, when you look for the coach, you bring him on, is two things. One, can you get your players, uh, outside of coaching, can you get your players to do something for you that, 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 that they would not do for other coaches? And two, can you recruit? And the answer to both of those questions are yes. He's seen the impact Scott Cochran has had. He tried to break him along when he first got hired. Said, "Hey man, come on to Georgia. Come on with me." And they say, "You know, hey, nah, you staying here? Give you raise. You staying here? You can't. You ain't going with Kirby." But here's a man who wanted to grow. And so finally, look, we got nothing for you. I gotta grow. I I want to be something. I want to do something better. I want to eventually become a head coach. Okay, Kirby got something for you. You leave Alabama, come to Georgia, and what does Petty, little crybaby Nick Saban do? After all the leadership, all the time he had built relationships with young men. In the way, I mean, he spent more time as a strength coach. You spend more time around the players than you do other coaches because you are allowed to to get them in shape, you see that strength coach, you see your strength coach more than you see the head coach. So those are, those are special bars. And a lot of players can say, if you, from, from Bama, say, hey, you know, the impact is, that he has had on their career. And they laugh that if you think Scott Cocker can K coach, you're sadly mistaken. So, all that bond, bonding that you had and all those tight relationships that you had, those, those players, Nick Saban said would not allow him to say goodbye to the team. Are you serious? That's a real punk move. A real punk move. But I tell you what, it benefits us. Anything that will benefit Georgia. Keep us pushing and going to the next level. I'm all for it. But I just thought it was so complicated. All day was crying. Y'all want to be like us? Y'all want to be like us? Really? No, the man wanted promotion, and then he took a forty-five thousand dollars pay cut to come to Georgia. Once they found that out, had nothing to say. So this season and the seasons going forward, oh, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, and I I can just imagine Scott Scott Sinclair is still our uh, strength is still. Our strength and coach, but I can just imagine how it's going to be with both of them there with Scott uh, Cochran's input. So this, this, this should be really, really fun. And you know what? And, and through all of this, through all the, you know, the training and stuff going on, the lack thereof right now because they can't come to campus. Man, let me tell you something. Our players, our guys are so balked into the program so bought into the program I was so glad and so happy to see other players on defense challenging other players about their workouts But although they can't be in the school working out the other places working out and they're like yo I'm doing this, I'm doing this I'm working on this, I done did this many 100 yard dashes, I done ran these many hills and where you at we get to work out what y'all doing. Everybody's bought in. And it seemed like what Kirby has built and changed the culture in Georgia, it's overflowing from the Sugar Bowl because we all know what happened against Texas Sugar Bowl. We wanted that discipline. We didn't want to be there. But this time around, in January for the Sugar Bowl, there was no of late for meetings. There was no player late for the bus. Everybody was bought in. And it seemed like that same mentality... Players are still bought in. And we look all the way away from the school right now. We can't get together and to train like we want to. We're still out here training. We're still busting our butt. We're still going hard. Everybody's all bought in. It's a beautiful assignment because you know what? We're on a mission. We are on a mission. I want to get to my breakout players. My breakout players for 2020 excuse me, God willing, 2020, I don't want it to be uh, 2021, got to have a season this year. My breakout players, under Todd Munkin, we're on the offense side first, under Todd Munkin, new offense, a little more air raid going on, I believe Kirby is constantly evolving as a head coach, he's going to get better and better as a head coach. And so you see changes that need be made, and he made them, and he's making them. And so the word out, everybody know about George Pickens. So on this list here, breakout seasons, this is not going to be my picks of the obvious. Like obvious would be, you know, George Pickens or or like a like a N'Kobe Dean or a Nolan Smith. Those are like obvious players. You, you know, Travon Walker, who you think, you know, they're going to break out. You know, or at least expecting a breakout out, do something really great. This is going to be based off of uh, maybe you forgot about Because it. they're not really talked about like that. Offensive side, on the offensive side of the ball, first up, Demetrius Robinson. D. Rob, Former five star wide receiver, class of 2016, number one receiver in the country. Goes to Cal, couple years, come back to Georgia, and they're kind of quiet. Has some injuries here and there, but been kind of quiet. This is the year, going to his red shirt singing year, I believe. He's going to explode on the scene in this new offense. I really, really believe that. Oh, it's, it's he's going to be fun to watch this season. Very fun to watch this season. That first up. Next on this list. Uh oh, true freshman alert. Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton, who many are comparing, saying that he's gonna be even quicker and faster than LSU's Jamar Chase, the number one wide receiver in LSU. I'm watching some of Jamar, excuse me, I'm sorry, some of Jermaine Burton's, you know, training, who is trained by Terrence Edwards, and who those who don't know who Terrence Edwards is. He was UJ all-time leading receiver. Matter of fact, he was the last receiver that had a thousand yards receiving this season. And he went to play a little pro. Then went to Canadian League football and they played a lot of years up there. But he he had the Wide Receiver Academy here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, at, at Pace Academy, and he's been training Jermaine Burton for a long time. And his analysis of Jermaine Burton is that. He tracks the ball and gets the ball like nobody he's ever seen. And that young man is... I saw him training very fast, very quick. He's going to be a... Let me tell you something. He's going to have an immediate impact. I believe I said last year in the podcast, I was excited about Dominic Blaylock coming in and making an impact. Before Dominic Blaylock got hurt, he made an impact on that football field. I think... Jermaine Burton going have even more of an impact than Dumbling and Blaylock did. Who Blaylock once he recovers, is gonna be go back to being great like he was, but Jermaine Burton is very high on my list. I, I I really believe he's gonna make some serious noise coming in this 2020 season if we have one. Next up, somebody who I kind of have my own. Another one, wide receiver Justin Robinson. A lot of people have compared him to Calvin Johnson, but and a lot of and the oh my God, Cortez Hafton, wide receiver coach and Curry Smart, they are ecstatic about him because they say he's way underrated, way underrated. And so he he enrolled early, got down to bowl practices, and made some pretty good catches down there. Now let me take you inside the mindset of Justin Robinson. His words, not mine. He believes Cortez Hankton has the ability to get him to the level to be one of the best to ever wear the red and black by playing wide, playing wide receiver. He, his words, he knows he's gonna play on Sunday someday. If we have a, if he has an impact like Pickens did, oh goodness, I'm, I'm I, really, that's nothing I missed about that, that spring game, man. To see how the receivers gonna do, the ones that are there. Oh man, Mm-mm-mm. but anyway, we let me continue on here. But yeah, Justin Robinson, six five, I believe. No, 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 just Robert 6'4, like 216. Run a 454. Four. But the next receiver on my list, 6'5, 200 pounds Tommy Bush. Upcoming easy, easy. upcoming Junior upcoming red shirt sophomore. I, I think he might have got red shirt his first year, so it might be a red shirt sophomore. But anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Third year program. Laser time. 4 4 40 at 6 5. He's been training hard as well. Really, impact. And we can't even give up Kyrus Jackson. Very talented. Had a lot injuries last year, but he's very talented. So, and very tough, very strong. Very, very, very solid. The defensive side of the ball. We lose J.R. Reed to graduation and NFL draft but Lewis thing, oh they got there they got there going to be something special going to be something special and not to say he would need it motivation but he has a three year old daughter and he go hard for her so he ain't just looking to be in school to um, just to ball out for himself he's trying to feed his family eventually, okay, so that's a whole nother level of focus and discipline and bringing the noise. Next up on the defensive side of the ball, I really believe I'm calling it now, unless God forbid he has some type of injury, Jalen Carter, the tackle. Come my as a true freshman. Watch, you got we got Big Jordan Davis, we got Travon Walker, we got some other guys who've who been there. But you want to make about somebody about making some noise real soon, soon sooner, very soon. Look out for Jalen Carter, true freshman. He get on campus. Watch out for him. I'm tagging Shannon Tindall. Shannon Tindall coming into his junior year pops redshirt sophomore year I look for him to take a step up a major step up because you got Monty, you got Monty Rice and you got uh the starting start middle linebacker but I look for Channing Tender to really take the next step up him hey and Quay Walker but I, know it's a, I don't say a surprise but Mikael Sherman true freshman Open, look for him as well to do some damage here but last on my list for newcomer or rising star breakout year Tyreek Stevenson okay we know Eric Stokes is starting at one position and right now Tyson Campbell is starting at the other position That knuckleback position I believe is going to be a toss-up maybe between between Devon Wilson but I look for Tariq Stevenson at some point it's not going to surprise me if he overtakes somebody star position I know DJ Daniel did a great job last year Uh, a good job last year I don't say great did a good job last year I think Tyree Stevenson is probably too talented not to get a starting role at some point in time this year if it's not day one. That dude's a baller, man. And I ain't seen Keely Wingo yet in action. Where we, where none of us has or really black. so. But Tyree Stevenson, I believe he's going to make some serious, serious noise. Oh, and one more. One more. Oh, I sure hope this young man finally coming to his own. It seems like every receiver who leaves Georgia says the same thing about him. From Nicole Hartman, Terry Godwin, Tyler Simmons, and now Lawrence Cager, have all said the exact same thing about him if he get focused and get his head on straight, that he could very well be a very big deal, and that's Matt Landers. I don't know what needs to happen inside his head. He needs to see a psychiatrist. I don't know. I'm not trying to be funny. Something needs to click, because that guy who runs like a 4-4 4 5 big-time target one of the one of the I guess greatest confidence I heard someone give him, he's Randy Moss without knowing he's Randy Moss. So I'm rooting for him to get together. You give me two George Pickens. And, and, and oh my god. And don't let Donnell Washington that six egg tight end be something special too. Man, we can be in for well, we're gonna be in for a great season. But the future is ultra bright in UGA and I'm not saying this is a year for sure I am saying watch out I know it's been 40 years I know there's some frustration I know we've been waiting but I can promise you the next the, the what's, what's ahead of us is greater than what's behind us that I can I can promise you that and but before I get out of here, uh, a couple more things. Love, I tell you, I think everybody, sports fans across the globe, are looking forward to the NFL draft. This might be the the number one NFL draft watch of all time because we need to see something. We need to see some type of sports. I'm waiting on April twenty third. And, and be very be very excited to see where our Bulldogs go. And be very excited to see where uh you know Andrew Thomas and DeAndre Swift and Jake From within land and all that good stuff. So ah, yeah, April twenty third, I'll tell you. That weekend there while we stuck in the house quarantine and all that stuff. I'll uh, we sitting there watching. Watch the NFL draft like to watch a live football game. That's going to be the closest we will going to get to them in, in, in quite some time. So hopefully, hopefully this season we will have a football season. Hopefully. And before I get out of here, one last thing. I cannot, I will not let it fly by. I took out the dummy for the moment. But this one here is called Are You Stupid or Something? or something. i as stupid as stupid does. Are you crazy? Or just playing stupid? Stupid as stupid does, Mr. Blue. I guess. Are you stupid or something? Stupid as stupid does, sir. Stupid is and stupid does. You know, basketball players play basketball. Football, play, play, football. Golfers, golf. Swimmers, swim. Bowlers, bowl. And stupid, just be stupid. And I can't let myself get out of here today on this two-year anniversary of the We Are Doll Nation podcast while calling out those stupid, stinking, lousy, Wish they was us in our position, not going anywhere, Gators. It's one thing for fan base, right? I can talk trash about Florida fans, and Florida fans can talk trash about Georgia fans. And Georgia football and you know go back and go back at each other. But stupid. When you make statements like what you make, like, I tell you to give to keep on giving because if you notice, Georgia don't say anything. We take the stupid stuff you say and we post it on the bulletin board for Georgia Florida Week and we go out there and whip your tail with it. Not that we would need it, but it sure is fun to see. That's what they said. Let's go whoop them. So the gift to keep on giving. the stupid Florida games. One day wide receivers is pretty much guaranteed. They're gonna win the SEC this year. An incoming freshman says, as he poses Dan Muller, next year we're going to the White House. You sure are going to the White House. You yeah, the Florida Gators are going to the White House next year. You alright. Just know that visiting hours in the White House are Monday through Thursday from 8 to 5. Please have a pass, because if you don't you will be not allowed on the premises. You will not be guests. Let's get that very clear. It's a free country. Book your trip, get your charter bus, fly up there. However you want to go. I don't care. Carpool. That's the only way you go going to the White House as a team. If you get together because you're not getting invited, no time soon. Just to let y'all know. But then you got, when they assistant coaches. Shoots out a warning. You you can't make this stuff up. You can't get stupider than this. Shoots out a warning. To Kirby Smart, stay out of South Florida. Man, who are you talking to? Don't come recruiting South Florida. We got this on lock. Who are you talking to? Do you not realize Kirby Smart has been a number one recruiter in college football since he's been? In college football, pretty much. And you telling this guy we keep keeping South Florida on lock? Slap yourself. I mean, slap yourself two times. We recruit nationally, we go get the best players in the country, no matter where they are. And some of the best players in the country, they do come out of South Florida. There's a different speed down there. And Kirby's gonna go get the best. Players he see fit possible, and you telling him to stay out of the soft floor, You best believe with your stupid behind and your stupid remarks, that's gonna be on the bulletin board come Georgia Florida week. And we go out there and slap them Gators around once again and beat them four years in a row. And oh my God, I can't wait. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get on. I'll give me a bucket of popcorn. I'll give me some juice. I'm gonna log in on Twitter. I'm going to go to these uh, Florida Gator Twitter pages and Florida Gator uh, Facebook pages and watch the fan base lose their mind because it's going to happen you're going to lose four years in a row and not only are you going to lose four years in a row, you're going to do it in stupid fashion like you've been doing in stupid fashion and I'm loving every minute of it every minute of it anyway guys ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bulldog fans of all ages this has been the We Are Donation podcast, and once again, I can't thank you enough with all my heart for following me on this podcast for the past two years. I'm looking for another uh, great year. Come on, year starting on year three here, and uh, I really appreciate it. The numbers, um, the feedback, and if you've been if you if listening to this podcast from day one, or especially day one. Please, no, hit me back on Facebook or Twitter. Um, where you well, how you listen to this, send a shout out to me. Something let me know you're out there, or even a year or six months, or maybe the first time listening. I just want to hear from you. I appreciate you guys so so much. Bottom of my heart, I can't thank you enough. I cannot thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you enough. So, but until then. Until next time, like my my goal is, I kind of got my schedule on control here, and so my goal is at least once a month, uh, come on here, or twice twice a month, come on here, talk about the Bulldogs here and what's going on, and keep you updated and talk about recruiting and all that stuff, what's coming down the pipe, and what's going, what's happening next, and anything I hear, I make sure I report it as quick as possible. But anyway. Until next time. Oh, I'm sorry. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Um, follow me on Twitter at We Are Doll Nation. If you're on Twitter, to type in at Seventeen, the number Seventeen. That's at Seventeen, and We Are Doll Nation, uh, fan page will pop up. And I'm on Facebook where well, it was We Are Doll Nation, but I had to change it. So on Facebook, it just says Will then Doll Nation. Okay, Will Den Doll Nation on Facebook. So, and um, I appreciate you. Oh, Instagram. We are Doll Nation as well. So, you follow me there. But until next time, have a great Bulldog Day, a great Bulldog Week, a great Bulldog Month. Be safe. Um, we'll get through this thing here. And before you know, it'll be football season. And we'll, we'll be all be shouting your dogs. Until then, have a great time, uh, great week guys great month and thank you with all my heart and as always go dogs sick